Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Have you ever noticed that often those who are most alive most solid in their faith, uh, most grateful for their faith, are the people who have messed up the most in life. Have you ever noticed that? St. Paul's a great example. He messed up fairly decently, persecuting the church, persecuting Christians, has this moment of encounter with the Lord Jesus And then, of course, uh, lives the rest of his life just on fire, full of God's spirit. So grateful for his faith. I think of a a friend of mine in the Philippines I've I've done work with over the years. He talks about the first 30 years of his life as uh, marked by alcohol, drugs, gambling and women. Started from his parents. Then he has a moment where he encounters the Lord Jesus. His life is turned around in a moment and for the last 25 plus years he's dedicated his life caring for street children, the poorest of the poor in Manila. And when you're around him, his faith is infectious. (laughs) He's just so full of hope, so full of life. Someone, again, who had messed up quite decently and... And then it's just become this beacon of hope. I wonder if one of the reasons why we aren't more excited about our faith, we aren't more full of the life of Jesus, is that we just haven't connected deeply enough with how much we too have messed up. And what it is exactly that God has saved us from. And that's what St. Paul is helping us to appreciate today. He says, God loved us with so much love that he was generous with his mercy. When we were dead through our sins, he brought us to life with Christ. See, what St. Paul's saying is that sin has devastating consequences. It is a real problem for us. But it doesn't have to be because of the gift of God. Sadly, it seems for us as Catholics, we gen, gen, generally don't emphasise, don't, don't appreciate this gift enough. This gift that St Paul is, is talking about today. And maybe, just maybe that's because we, we don't quite like to acknowledge our weakness We don't like to admit how far short we fall from living out God's laws, from being obedient uh, to God's ways as as we reflected on last week. Maybe we don't like to acknowledge how prone we are to putting other things before God, which is basically the definition of sin. It seems to me there are three common ways that Uh, we respond to sin. The first way is uh, to over-identify with our sin. 
to get lost in our sin. And this can be more of a a kind of prideful response to sin where we focus more on our failure than, than the problem of sin itself. Have you ever noticed yourself doing that? You might say to yourself, oh, there you go. You've done it again. You're hopeless. <laughs> no wonder you don't deserve good things. You, you, you know, you, you're always failing. Behind this kind of response to, to our sin can be this idea that God is, is wanting to punish us. You know, this God who expects us to be perfect all the time. So that, that's the first common response to our sin, that we over-identify with it. The second uh, common response is that we underplay it. Think, oh, I don't, I don't really sin much, really. Maybe I, I get distracted a little bit in prayer, but I don't, I don't really sin. Sometimes we just can't recognise our sin. And, and maybe that's because we just haven't really been formed well in the moral life. We, we don't really know what sin is. Or, or maybe we just lack self-awareness. We're, for one reason or another, we're just oblivious to our sin. We, we just don't see it. Or maybe it's because of our insecurity. We, we just... We're scared to acknowledge our sin because we're afraid it'll unsettle us, it'll rattle us. Like in the gospel today, Jesus said, anyone who does wrong hates the light and avoids it for fear his actions should be exposed. Maybe we're also afraid and so we, we just sort of block it out. The third response to sin and this is not so common as the first two is that we might weep we weep in response to our sin i've certainly in my life many times over identified with my sin underplayed sin but there have been also moments and these have been the most precious moments where i've wept in response to my sin These are the times where God seems to have turned the light on for me and suddenly I can see my failure in a whole new light. And I just weep in response. It's not always a weeping with tears, but it's it's kind of like a weeping of the heart. It's a weeping of the soul. Part of the weeping is grief. It's It's the grief that comes from recognizing my failure, how I've hurt myself, I've hurt others. But, but this weeping is um, much more a weeping of joy than it is a weeping of grief. It's a weeping that comes as I've realised that even in my sin, even in my failure, God has been providing for me. God has been forgiving me. God has been loving me. God has been using me (laughs) despite all of my failures. This is a a precious weeping. It comes from realising how relentlessly good God is towards us, even in our failure. And the word we use for that is mercy. It's a weeping that comes from the realisation of what mercy really is. This kind of weeping can change our life in an instant because it it opens us up 
to the saving grace of God that St Paul is emphasising and urging us to uh, consider and to appreciate today. And St Paul says in the Romans, in another letter, he says, all of us need this saving grace of God. Why? Because all of us have sinned. <laughs> all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And we just need to test ourselves against the teaching of Jesus to know how true this is. How often do you love your neighbour as yourself? How often do you put the same importance on caring for your neighbour, others around you, as you do yourself? Do you put a priority on caring for the poor, the marginalised? Do you ever notice yourself harbouring pride, envy, greed in your heart? Do you slander others behind their back? Do you cheat? That does include on tax returns. <laughs> Do you lie? Do you steal? Do you lust after others? Are you lazy sometimes in doing the right thing? And here's, here's the real tough one. Do you love your enemies? See, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And yes, usually our sin does flow out of our hurt, right? Usually we sin because we've been wounded in life and it's, it's almost automatic sometimes, isn't it? Often, it just happens. It comes out of our wounding. But it's still sin. And it still pollutes our life and our relationship. And as St Paul is saying, stressing today, it still leads to death. That's the basic way that sin works. You see, sin separates us from our source of life. It's take, like taking a fish out of water. Sin gradually moves us away from the source of our, our vitality, our security, our meaning. Just like a fish dies out of water, so does our soul die when it separates itself from God. Now, I'm saying this not to condemn us. I don't want us to feel bad here today, but just to help us to, to recognise the immense gift that our faith offers us. This is a message of joy. Paul is saying to us today, it's okay to look at your sin. It's okay to acknowledge it because by grace, because by God's gift of relationship, because of the, the gift of the cross, you have been saved from your sin. Now, of course, you'll still sin. Maybe a few perfect ones among you, but, but most of us will still sin, right? But we don't need to live under the sin, the power of sin anymore. The consequences and the power of sin have been overcome in the cross. That's why our, our faith is called good news. This is what Jesus is pointing us to in the gospel today. He's talking about the power of the cross. He does that firstly by pointing us back to another 
really key moment in the Old Testament. I'm sure you, you remember the story. God's people were plagued by snakes. And uh, the snakes were biting and killing people. And so Moses prays to God. And God gives Moses this quite strange remedy to this problem of the snakes. You remember what it was? He says, fashion a bronze serpent, make a bronze serpent, put it on a standard, on a pole, lift it up, and when people look at the bronze ser- ser- uh, serpent, they will be saved. And that's indeed what happened. Jesus reminds us of that moment today in the gospel. Can you see the connection he's making? Jesus was showing the people and, and, and he's showing us how that bronze serpent was actually pointing to him. You see, he's saying that I'm about to be lifted up on the cross. And when you look to me in faith, you too will be saved. You see, we're saved by gift. We're saved simply by looking in faith to the one who has been lifted up for our sake. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone, everyone who believes in him may not be lost, may not die, but may have eternal life. You see, not just freed from sin, but freed for life. That's the promise. That's the gift. This is the first step to dealing with our sin and our death. It's just to look to Jesus in faith and trust. So I want to encourage you to look to Jesus from wherever you are right now in your life. Look to Jesus from your anxiety. Look to Jesus from your worry from your loneliness, from your emptiness, from your doubt, from your sinfulness. Look to him from wherever you are and receive the gift of relationship. Receive the gift of his healing. Receive the gift of his life. That's the first part in dealing with this challenge of sin and death. The second part is responding to the gift, and we reflected on that last week, right? If you've forgotten or you weren't here, you might jump on YouTube and have a listen uh, to that homily from last week. Every Eucharist, Jesus is lifted up for our sake, is he not? So when I raise up Jesus today in the host, I want you to look to him from your weakness, from your wounding, from your sin. Look to him in faith and trust. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Receive his gift of relationship. Receive his uh, salvation as you look upon him and as you receive him today. Allow Jesus to heal your soul and restore you to being this piece of art that St. Paul reflected on today in the second reading. And if you need to weep, just weep. 
You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.